0: Support for this podcast comes from Outdoor Supply Hardware, inviting listeners to Osh's big anniversary sale celebration, May 20th through the 26th, featuring daily deals, $15,000 in giveaways, 20% off store-wide on Saturday and Sunday, and a lot more. Learn more at Osh.com.
1: Hi there. I'm Randad Vettah from ThruLine.
2: From KQED.
1: Welcome back to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. Fresno city leaders and community groups are installing security cameras directly on street vendors' carts. It's part of a broader effort to protect street vendors from assault and harassment one year after the murder of Lorenzo Perez while he was selling corn from a bicycle cart. Joining me now to tell us more about this pilot program is Melissa Montalvo, a reporter for the Fresno Bee and Cal Matters. Melissa, thanks so much for being with us. Morning. Thank you so much for having me. Also with us is Councilmember Luis Chavez, a council member representing District Five in the City of Fresno. Councilmember Chavez, thanks so much for being with us as well.
3: Yeah, thank you for the invitation.
1: And I'd like to start with you, actually. First, can you remind us why these security cameras? Have been needed in the first place. What are the risks and dangers that that street vendors face pretty regularly?
3: Sure. So, so this uh, initiative came about as a result of uh, a number of assaults and, and unfortunately, um, uh, a murder that occurred uh, approximately about a year ago. Uh, from that, though, came this. You know, serves for community support and, you know, the food vendor uh, folks that were really felt were really feeling vulnerable out there. You know, part of their work entails them, you know, riding around in their um, uh, little, uh, you know, uh, food uh, carts and tricycles and selling their products uh, from street to street. So, you know, they obviously have to go into neighborhoods that are a little bit more challenging that have uh, oftentimes, you know, high incidence of of crime rates and things of that sort. And so out of that, um, I brought forward an initiative uh, last year to form formally uh, put together a mobile food associ- mobile food vendor association within the city of Fresno. And at that time we anticipated about 150 uh, to 200 folks that were under this category of mobile food vendors. Um, subsequent to that, um, I actually did a community meeting at one of my uh, community centers. And the purpose of that was to obviously invite folks to join the, the now established uh, association and more importantly get their input on how the city could support them make them feel safer and so this initiative is actually one of one of the items that were on their list um, along with obviously a number of other items dealing with security and so we went to work and and started brainstorming on how could we possibly deliver this and so this pilot program really came about working with uh our non La Salud that actually volunteered to help. And you know, obviously them working in that area already at the grassroots level was very helpful. And so w- when we came in, we provided the resources, the pilot program for $20,000 for uh, 20 cameras. Um, we installed three of them a couple of weeks ago on uh, the president of the uh, Mobile Food Association and uh, two other uh, individuals. And we're currently working on getting the remaining 17 installed Um, But, you know, to answer your question more directly, this was actually one of the requests that the Mobile Food Vendor Association uh, had for us. And that's what we're working on towards achieving.
1: Yes. And there is more involved than one might think in terms of getting these cameras installed and working on the carts. I understand that they will be powered by a solar panel. um, And in addition, it's important to be able to have the service, the Internet service needed to to live stream the cameras. Right.
3: Yeah, that's one of the challenges that we had to work through. And, uh, you know, we're very fortunate to work with um, not just a nonprofit, but also our building and construction trade force, the iron workers, um, volunteered their time, resource, and and really fabricated these adaptions to, uh, you know, the cars that we have. Uh, so we actually have come up with three models on how to best position the camera so that it's maximizing every, uh, you know, point and, and angle and, and giving them that peace of mind. And, you know, one of the things that we've found out is we're still troubleshooting and trying to determine what is the appropriate uh, amount of data that is used uh, for these cameras. And and obviously, you know, they are solar panels, so that'll be very helpful for our folks that are out there working in in the streets. Um, so that's kind of the, the the pilot program and the purpose. Um, subsequent to that, we, we do plan on uh, expanding this uh, to the 200 mobile food vendors that we have within the city of Fresno. And that's the conversation that we're going to have here in about a month and a half um, as we prepare for the next uh, fiscal year's budget and including uh, some funding for that.
1: Well, let me invite listeners. If they have questions about the pilot program to call us at 866-733-6786 or email us forum at or post any questions on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, are you a street vendor? What do you think of this? And what has your experience been? Um, Melissa Montalvo, Council Member Chavez, was saying that, of course, some 200 or so vendors is who he'd like to be able to expand this program to if the pilot shows it to be successful. Could you say a little bit more about the street vendor community? You've talked about how it's a diverse group of people Latinos, Asians. Uh, Black Americans as well. Talk about them and the role that they play in the community that maybe people haven't noted.
2: Sure, of course. Uh, You know, street vendors are a really important fabric of the city. They are present, you know, on the street corner selling barbecue, uh, outside of schools, selling snacks. Um, One street vendor that I've met recently named Paula Cortez, she lost her job during the pandemic and and decided she was going to sell tamales. And so she She goes around in the morning and afternoons on weekends, especially as when she has good business. And um, of course, safety is a concern for her as well as as a woman alone walking the streets. Um, Another street vendor I met was named Armando Padilla. He is really looking forward to receiving a camera because he has actually been attacked um, back in 2018. He was attacked by a group of five young boys um, who robbed him of the 140 dollars that he had on him? So he's he's he was actually left partially blind in one of his eyes uh, as a result of the attack, and so he was really excited about um, just the the idea that he might be in line to next for a camera.
1: Yes, uh, actually, prior even to Lorenzo Perez's murder, there were a couple of deaths and. Since this effort has launched, there have continued to be attacks, as, as you've reported. Um, and one of the things that you noted is that city leaders and vendors that you spoke with hope that um, this camera effort, this association, will increase trust and communication between the vendors and the city and the police. Can, can you talk about what Kinds of issues there were in terms of having that trust.
2: Sure. Um, so city leaders have told me that you know the this effort is really part of a bigger um, a bigger push to strengthen trust and communication with city leadership and police with street vendors. Um, in the past, street vendors might not have felt comfortable calling and reporting any crime or or assaults or robberies because whether you know they might not have had. Proper business license, might not have um, documentation that to be in the country. So there's there's other fears and factors that 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 play into their decisions about whether or not we'll call the police. Um, and so in the announcement of this new initiative, um, you know there were police deputies present, Mark Salazar, who just expressed, you know, we're here for you. We're gonna we're gonna be supporting street vendors. Um, We'll you know we're working for you and we want you to come to us if, if there's any crimes um, and this the cameras will make sure. Um, that police have enough information um, on the incidents that so they can keep food vendors safe so um, part of the issue that. Ashley rojas of barrios news told my colleague Nadia Lopez was that the street crime uh, against street vendors was underreported in the past because. A, they were, they were not going to the police to report them, and B, there just wasn't enough information. So, so the cameras will play a crucial role, I forget to get say, and, and kind of close that
4: gap. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward.
1: We're talking with Melissa Montalvo, reporter for the Fresno Bee and Cal Matters, and Luis Chavez, a council member representing District 5 in the city of Fresno. We're talking about a new program in Fresno to protect street vendors. A year after the killing of Lorenzo Perez, a Fresno street vendor who was murdered in April of 2021 while selling corn. 866-733-6786 is the number to join the conversation. Get in touch on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Email us, forum at kqed.org. What are your questions about the efforts in Fresno? If you're a street vendor or no one, what has the experience been like? Um, Councilmember Chavez, you said earlier, of course, that the cameras are just one part of bigger things that this, this new sort of association that was created um, is trying to do and and when we did a segment on forum last year this was right at the time when the city was just forming that city-sponsored street vendor association that you championed and so can you tell us in addition to the cameras what are the other areas that you're really focusing on what are you hearing from street vendors as their biggest needs
3: yeah, no, and, and, you know, I think Melissa from the first of did a really great job of, of capturing the sentiment of mobile food vendors, and, and she's right. Um, that first meeting that we had at the community center, we had approximately 100 uh, mobile food vendors that showed up, and we were actually able to register and allow them to, you know, get their uh, business license uh, in order, and we created a one-stop shop for them to have that ability to do that and subsequently have that peace of mind so that they wouldn't have to worry about, hey, I don't have a business permit, I don't have a license, or, you know, things of that sort. Um, the other component to this was to take that uh, one step further, uh, and that's what I think the, the more important um, sustainable long-term uh, goal is for this, and that's to really bring them into the city of Fresno and build that bridge, because that, there was a lot of stigma associated with uh, government and city of Fresno specifically with our code enforcement department that would oftentimes find them or, uh, you know, at, at, at sometimes confiscate some of their products. Um, and so what we wanted to do is, is obviously, you know, flip that, uh, do a 180 and embrace them because they are an important part of not just our culture, but our small business community. Um, I don't think a lot of folks understand just how much of, of, of economic development they help. Um, And every dollar that, you know, folks use to support them goes right back into our economy. So we felt that we should make them part of our, you know, support our small business initiative too, where in the past, because they didn't have their paperwork in order, they couldn't qualify for a lot of the small or micro business grants that were in the amounts of 2,000, 5,000 or 10,000. And so now that they'll actually be able to qualify that. So it's part of that bigger push on on, on not just saying, hey, we support our mobile food vendors, but actually putting our, our money where our mouth is. And then long-term um, the goal is for them to be able to, to bridge that communication with our police department. The first meeting we had um, got really um, uh, animated out at the community center because I think they had a lot of pent-up frustration where they oftentimes didn't feel protected um, by our our local law enforcement. And so our captain, uh, uh, Ramos, was actually there, did a really good job of assuring them and, you know, giving them his personal phone number so they could contact him should anything arise. And so I think for me, this is a work in progress. This is the first phase that we're going to be doing. But... We hope to continue this and working with them. And now that we've actually formed the association, we're getting a lot more uh, interest and and numbers. of folks coming out where in the past, we might've estimated the amount of food vendors that are actually working in our streets, but now it's given us a little better picture. And we're bringing a lot of these folks out from the shadows where oftentimes they didn't want to be seen or they didn't want to uh, report certain things because they were afraid, they were afraid of, you know, either being deported or getting a fine or things of that sort. And so we're chipping away at that. And I really see this as as an, an opportunity for the city to turn the page and, you know, change the way that they approach our mobile food vendors because they are important to our community. And at the end of the day, they're just trying to make a living for them and their families.
1: We're talking about efforts to protect mobile food vendors. And you're listening to Forum. I'm Mina Kim. Well, Steve asks, who can review the videos? How long are they retained? Is facial recognition applied? And is audio also recorded? I imagine these are some considerations, uh, Luis Chavez.
3: Yeah, so the, the, that's one of the, the, the issues that we're working through with the pilot program. As it is now, they obviously have the, the camera. They'll have the camera installed. They'll have the data package that automatically uploads these images to the cloud. Um, they're the ones that have access to this um, as of now. So this isn't accessible by the police department. Obviously, if there's an incident or, you know, a robbery or anything or things of that sort, um, they would obviously provide, you know, access um, to that, to those images. But what's happened is um, a lot of the mobile food vendors obviously are now sharing that with their family members. So a family member can actually see, you know, where they're working and and monitor their monitor that in real life time. And, you know, and that's, a, that's one of the things that we wanted to accomplish, to have, have them that peace of mind and then more importantly one of the reasons that we really wanted to communicate this to our our residents and the public at large is we're hoping that this will be a deterrent for anybody that is thinking about robbing or assaulting or in any way harming our our food vendors that they think twice because they'll know that their image is going to be captured and they're going to be prosecuted.
1: Melissa, Councilmember Travis was talking about the economic uh, benefit of street vendors also
2: Just in terms of healthy
1: food access, right? That was something you noted.
2: Absolutely. Uh, Viva Islas, uh, head of Cultiva la Salud, which means cultivating health, um, is one of the partners on the pilot program. And, uh, during the announcement, she just emphasized that street vendors have a really important role in getting fresh fruits and vegetables into communities that are often food insecure or maybe don't have easy access to, to grocery stores and fruits and vegetables and things like that. So in addition to the economic contributions, there are some real health and nutrition contributions they they provide as well.
1: And the city is building a commercial food kitchen?
2: the city leaders have put $5 million into a commercial kitchen. Um, Cultiva La Salud is also working on uh, gathering um, feedback, holding uh, roundtables and uh, listening sessions with food vendors just to understand what kind of foods they're making, how this kitchen can best serve them and just get it with kind of looping them in so they know that this is a resource available to them.
1: So this is a kitchen where they could prepare the food that they are going to sell. Council Member Chavez, you're really hoping that this is a model, not just for California, but for the rest of the country. Things like this really don't exist.
3: Yeah, you know, a part of the of the of the research that we did, we wanted to see if there were any other cities that were doing this and when we couldn't find any. And, you know, obviously through our networks, we 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 searched high and low. And so we were like, well, okay, if if nothing's out there, then Then let's build a model that other cities can can replicate, you know, with regards to providing them support, with regards to providing them, you know, qualifying them for small business grants, and more importantly, for bridging that gap of trust and and building that relationship with mobile food vendors. Um, and and I believe we're we're working towards that because we've already got interest from uh, some of our surrounding cities. Um, one of the things that people didn't know is just how common. Uh, mobile food vendors are not just here in the Central Valley but across the state and so we're really hoping to build a model that any city can approach us and we'll be happy to share all the research the data the analysis with the hope that you know they also uh, embrace their their mobile food vendors and at the end of the day we want them to feel safe and be able to provide you know a living for them and and their families and 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 the kitchen is one one component of this as well Um, we did set aside five million dollars um, to build this. And what the vision is, and um, there was a nonprofit that we're working with in um, San Francisco that has done a great job of kind of pulling all their resources, and they've been sharing some of their models and what works uh, for, for, for food vendors and, and people in the industry. And so what we hope to have there as, as a vision is a one-stop shop where anybody that is uh, interested in being a mobile food vendor in our community can go there can register their business, can you know secure the the, the paperwork that they need, and also um, get their um, uh, county health uh, permits um, issued and approved in one location, so that they don't have to be dragging their equipment um, to another you know facility um, with the county. And um, I've been in conversations with our county folks, and they are 100% supportive of that. That would streamline there. Um, models as well. And so that's really the goal to have this one stop shop for them where they can come and prepare their food, but also um, have that component of, you know, having the ability to get all their paperwork and health permits in order.
1: Well, we'll check back with you again, Councilmember Chavez. Thanks so much. Thank you. Councilmember Luis Chavez of the City of Fresno, Melissa Montalvo, reporter for Fresno B and Cal Matters, thank you. Also, thank you. my thanks to Susie Britton and Cesar Saldana who produced. Today's segments, you've been listening to Forum. I'm Mina Kim.
0: Funds for the production of Forum are provided by the members of KQED Public Radio, the Germanicos Foundation, the Generosity Foundation, and the Heising Simons Foundation.